Hi, Hi everyone. everyone. Welcome to Chubby Chats. I'm Pamela. And I'm Astrid. And welcome to a new episode, guys. Today we're going to be talking about Pamela. No, I mean, <laughs> you know it's how we It's the part filmed? two of last week's um, video. What do we call it? The video s- podcast. The start of a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like the first years of the pandemic, I called it. Um, so this is Pamela's version since last time it was dominated by me. Don't move. Sorry. Well, why are you leaning on my thing? They're meant to be my chair. Yeah, you're squeaking too. Okay, sorry. Pamela's on a spinny chair and she's moving, so sorry. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk, well, Pamela's going to (laughs) talk about her first year. With Astrid's commentary. With my occasional commentary here and there to make it a little less boring. I'm kidding. Love you. She's mad annoying. (laughs) Go then. Okay. What do you want me to say? (laughs) You went through. Um, okay, well, a little bit of backstory. Before the pandemic started, just a little bit before, like literally a year before, I had started going to uni in the University of Groningen in the Netherlands. And so there I was. Like, I was living alone. Well, I was living with a roommate, but you know, alone. Like, I had no family there. Like, um, no known people there. The closest family friend we had was in Germany yeah in Germany but it wasn't even that close I mean I know Europe is a small place compared to Mexico for those of you who do not know about geography look it up because maps are not accurate um but she was a bit far I think like six hour drive or something like that it was pretty far but the point is I was there I had just finished my first year of college I was in the middle of my second one I, like, when all of my knowledge of, like, COVID came to light was, like, way before Asher, because apparently Asher just felt it, like, way late, but I remember... No, like, I knew about it, I was informed about it, it's just, I didn't fully, um, what do you call, like, magnify the impact until later than, I think most people, but that was also, like, I think it's the fact that we're very privileged in that sense that we weren't really directly impacted in any way. Um, so but that yeah, but that was like a lot of luck. At least I feel like for me. Yeah, it was like you're very, very, very like lucky. For yeah, that, you know. But but that's why I'm saying like I was very much informed about what was going on. But personally, like it didn't hit me because I hadn't had an experience like that until later. Yeah. But yeah, I think it like. More because in the beginning of the pandemic, it was mostly, like, it, it just started off really, like, it, a couple of months later, it, uh, like, in Italy, and just, it started spreading from there. Yeah. And it, only until, like, Mexico, I feel, I feel like was hit badly, like, the first bad wave was pretty, like, later on compared to yeah. Europe. So, you yeah. know, continue. <laughs> um, just for reference, also, like, well... Okay, let me carry on and then I'll give you the reference. Because, <laughs> like, I was going to say something, but that's just, it's in the wrong place. Um, but, yeah, like, I was in Groningen. I was, like, three months away from finishing my second year or something like that. I don't remember March, April, May, June. Yeah, like, three months away from finishing my second year. And I was not in exam season because I'm I was studying... Um, history of art so I was like in my philosophy classes and all of that and it wasn't per se like exams but we had to write a bunch of like essays and for one of my art classes 
we had to make the, this huge project. So it was like a very busy time. But I remember just having constant conversations with my friends about like what was happening in like Asia in general. Like I remember us talking like just like things are really bad over there. Like this is getting really serious. And then just getting progressively more like nervous because we were seeing that universities were shutting down like in Asia and like closer to the border in Europe Asia like things were happening and like nothing was happening in our university and our university just is like I don't know I think a lot of university universities handled it weird but like in our art program there was like a lot of outrage from a bunch of students who just didn't understand why like the university was not taking any actions because a bunch of other universities in the world like <laughs> um maybe not better but like more recognized universities were like closing down and just like kind of sheltering their students you know and like our university just wasn't doing anything um and things just really like hit the fan one week because like a week before everything just went like haywire in the part that I was the cases in Italy started going up and up and up and up and up and one of like the the city that I was living in it's really tiny like it's 20 minutes by bike from side to side like it's really really tiny which is I think one of the reasons maybe why your university didn't think more to like shut down earlier because they were sort of like uh trusting in the fact that like we're in such an enclosed community that... Yeah, but uh, we have a bunch of international students. Yeah, but and... I think that's that was their thinking behind it. Because apart from the fact that I, knew, I know a bunch of universities didn't want to lose, like, profit. Uh, yeah, which sucks. was happening. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, a lot were like, well, what the hell? Like, we've never been presented with something like this. So what the hell do we do? Yeah. But, like, I think part of, the, of their, like, maybe reasoning behind it was like oh well we're so small like I guess we don't have to we have some time to think well, about it well right that was now. like my thing like I I think I like got like the outrage from other students who were like why is the university not doing anything before like the incident that I'm going to describe but that what after like this thing that, that happened I was like oh my gosh our university is stupid like really stupid because our university well we are we are like a really small town, but the thing was that we were an hour away from the Italian border, and more specifically, we were like an hour away from like a holiday destination in the Al in the Alps of Italy, and we have in our town like the big like the biggest sorority like house. It's like right next to the university and. I mean, there's a there's a whole to unpack a whole thing to unpack there because they're like they are like such an extreme sorority, honestly. Um, but anyway, like the week that the cases started going up in Italy, uh, a bus of like two buses, I think, of like students of the sorority were in Italy and were presenting symptoms, but the university only like instead of doing anything practical, just went to pick them up and then took them back to the no, universe. it was a plane, no, because this, this was in the news, by the way. Like, you can look it up. I think it was a group of 15 students in total, uh, because this was in the news, so, like, I, I read of it and everything. 
but I think it was a plain load of like students like very privileged rich yeah that's what I'm saying like like the sorority was like insane honestly they have a lot of like so it was like this group of of people that like flew to Italy and then flew back but at the same time I'm not sure like what the border protocols were then there, there weren't any border protocols protocols <laughs> sorry protocols but there was like this call from the italian doctors to make sure that anybody that had traveled mm-hmm. because of how things were in italy were exactly. locked up in their homes for 15 days minimum and but so our universe dismissed yeah. yeah but the universe was like do whatever you want like we don't care and the students like were just everywhere and like it's not that i have anything against sorority students or anything but i had like acquaintances from the sorority and I just knew like odds are like maybe you didn't go to Italy but the people that are that went to Italy are in the building that you're living in and you're going to the same classes that I am and I was just freaking out and at that point I remember like the bus came back like on a weekend or something and the university was like do whatever you want so a bunch of the students were like going out like it's the town that I was in was like a really intense party town and it was weird because like like i think at that point like the ambience like this like the government had done nothing and the university they ha- the university had done nothing but all the students had this like yolo moment which was really weird because i remember like a bunch of my friends being like we're just going to go out party and get drunk like for the last time before they close everything down in this city because like, the students came back and, prob- and things are probably going to get really extreme. But then there was, like, the other part, like, people like me who were, like, scared. Because, obviously, like, it was, like, a big deal. Like, the virus was out there. And, like, there were a lot of emails exchanged between students and administration. Especially our professors in our course asking them to please cancel classes because things weren't looking good. But the student, but sorry, but the teachers didn't want to do anything, and me, like I was like very hesitant to go to class, uh, but I w- I'm an international student and my parents are paying for that, so I was like, okay, I'm t- I'm gonna go to class anyway. But I remember like that whole week after the bus people came back, like there were like three to four students, including myself, in each class, and it was so bizarre because like. The students were just demanding the teachers cancel it and wanted everybody to skip class because... But also that's where, where like, the uh, spreads of, like, the um, like the people who had COVID started, like... It started spreading, no? Yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It was on the news because after yeah. they came back, like, yeah. that's where, like, the numbers started increasing. Or even appearing. Uh, yeah, in of, the like, town. Yeah, of the COVID cases and stuff, so... And it was, like, insane because, like... At the same time, like, I was trying not to, like, lose my mind. But I remember everywhere in the Netherlands and just in the world, things started going, like, crazy that same week. Like, the university... And it was, like, the movies, no one, like, st- things start shutting down. And you're, like... Exactly. At what point is stuff going to start shutting down for, like... For your place, yeah. you know? Because, like, uh, in, like, the University of Cambridge, like, closed down. And Oxford University closed down in the same week as all of that was happening. And I was, like just looking at the news and hearing from my friends in England and just being like, oh my gosh, like those universities closed down and like they're bigger than this. And, and like, the borders. Yeah, and, and like the borders and all the countries were closing and borders within, like like city borders within the Netherlands were closing down and a bunch of my friends. And then the transport, like 
everything like it was transport buses schools and yeah and planes and and like which is different everything, like stores yeah. grocery stores and then there was yeah. a, the the massive panic of like let's just panic buy and yeah let's buy food and then stores but that's like i feel like it, fe- it was a like so much more it felt different I think, like, at least watching in, like watching the news, like, on this side, like, what was happening here in Mexico than over there. Because I feel like there, people use public transportation all the time, like, you know, like, and just hearing, like, the metro's closed or, or the train is closed or whatever, like, it's not going. I was, like, major panicking, and I remember calling mom and dad, like, constantly just being like, things are happening, like, things are closing down, and, like... And the things that I feel like, at least for my parents, and just because of the same reason that I think from Mexico, not only were we not, and we still aren't, being given, like, real numbers. No. We got, we get, like, a minimum fraction of what the real, like, COVID cases are. And that was, like, the truth for the beginning of COVID. And so, honestly, for, like, um, people here in Mexico who don't, take the time to like yeah they don't yeah and they also like don't have the resources to be able to like maybe look outside of what's happening inside of mexico like yeah things literally didn't look bad so i remember like my parents just saying like and my and my dad constantly watches the news like he does like watch the news a lot and everything but i think for the reason that like us physically here we didn't experience it the way that they were having it over there like i just remember yeah i mean it was a panic over there because of all of italy like it was insane like everybody was really scared and here honestly people were really relaxed and so i think for the for the same fact and for the same reason is that my parents sort of like weren't that you know pressured to like do anything yeah or like have pamela come back because i remember like them talking about it and talking to pamela and being like let's just wait like a few weeks and see if things calm down and let's Wait, but like every week it would get worse over there while here it honestly but it wasn't like weeks it was the days because i remember like yeah well like it it like it, everything moved really fast over there yeah. while like here it really really took like way longer than it did over there and it really wasn't until maybe in, like into two months into the pandemic that things started getting like really bad here in mexico and that people were finally realizing you know like this is bad you know and i feel like one of the reasons we were also able to like maybe um like understand it more was for the same reason that uh like one of our uh like close family members is a nurse and so she would like tell us about like how i got bad plus plus the fact that like our family members and people we knew started getting like sick uh, yeah and then they would tell us their experience of what it was like Mm -hmm. what they saw in the hospital like the whole process and everything behind it and then also like our neighbor her daughter is a nurse and she would tell us about like things that were happening in the u.s and so i think literally was because of like personal like conversations with like people we knew that we started like you know like holy crap like this is way worse than our government and the news that they're providing us is like you know it actually isn't so um i think it took way longer for us to fully like grasp the magnitude of the situation while like pamela had a completely different set of eyes of what was happening and so that's why we didn't rush more to like have her fly over to mexico because 
to us, it literally didn't seem that bad. And from what you picked up from maybe our previous podcasts, Pamela can exaggerate things a bit. No, but at that point, I remember just telling mom and dad, just being like, I don't care if, like, I stay here or, like, whatever, like, Mm -hmm. because, yeah, like, I don't know. I think I also, like, I got it was bad because of how, like, the hospitals were filling up. But nobody was talking about, like, at that point, nobody was talking about, like, death rates. Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't, like, panicking in that. But, like, a lot of people Mm -hmm. said, like, if you have asthma, like, it can get really bad for you. And I was just, like, telling my mom, like, it's fine. Like, I have my inhaler. Mm -hmm. And, like... But I think that's where the concern was more born for my parents were, like, okay, so maybe, like, she can remain, like, closed off and whatever. Or she can take care of herself. But if she does get sick, like, there's no one close by that could be able to help her mm-hmm. plus the borders are closing so even friends and family can't like family anything. friends that we have around wouldn't actually be able to go like see mm-hmm. her and her roommate um was <laughs> special so <laughs> no i mean she just wouldn't have helped like i think like she's just in her own thing and you know like, yeah you know everyone had their concerns or whatever yeah yeah but um Yes, I think that's where, like, my parents were more like, okay, so we should do something about it. Because if she does get sick by the rate things are going, then there's no way, like, us from here would be able to help her as much as we would want to fly over. Like, yeah, like we said, like, borders were closing, the new rules were coming into place, and Mm -hmm. things were just starting to get, like, really bad, so... It was, like, things were getting complicated, uh, like, at this point, you know? And, and plus, there was also that risk that I think of, like, is it worth the risk for her to go into an airport where people are already, like, catching flights in a panic um, because they want to get to wherever and they want to escape, like, this place? Like, we are like, is it worth the risk for you to, like, go to an airport that's probably going to be filled with, like, people that are I think sick that wasn't- or... Or not sick. I think that wasn't more, more uh, like, that was less of an issue than, like, me getting sick in moments. Yeah, it was, but I think, like, when the, you're in their shoes, you have to consider, like, everything. Yeah. And that was something to consider because, well, yeah, like, unfortunately, at the beginning, also, like, getting Europe tested and stuff. Also, like, before so. that, honestly, was so poorly equipped for, like, viral infections. Like, honestly. I think any place. Like, like but there, really... was, there was, like, no protection, like, no, like, I went to so many pharmacy pharmacies like in Groningen and just like everywhere around Groningen to try to find a mask like the first time I heard about it like weeks before like everything went down the drain and I couldn't find anything so like yeah it was just like I don't know (laughs) like just everything kind of like added up and just wasn't working but yeah like things just started like really like kicking off and getting really intense and like I was already coming to Mexico one week of March because as Astra mentioned in the last episode like my grandparents anniversary was coming up but then like I kept telling my parents like things are getting bad and also like I think what worried my parents or I think what I think made the difference because I wasn't like majorly worried because I knew I was leaving but then I remember telling them like First, the borders are closing, so I'm probably not going to be able to get that plane that you guys want me to Mm. get. Second, like, at this point, like, at the point that, like, things were going haywire, like, more than half of the international students in the city had left Groningen. Like, they had found ways to leave the, the university city and go to their own hometowns. Um, and... Like, they're, like, 
the city was dead. Like, everything was closed. As Astrid said, like, the groceries were closed. Like, pharmacies were closed. Like, everything was closed. The most tragic thing was, like, seeing the cinema closed because that was, like, my sanctum. And I couldn't go anymore. And, like, it was majorly hilarious, too, because, like, they had to close weed shops <laughs> over there. And, like, people were hysterically buying weed like that last day like I think like think like a bunch of coffee shops ran out of weed like that that last day that they like just announced everything was closing for everybody's security um and I remember just telling mom and dad like yeah like everything's closing like I'm fine I can buy things online because like it is a modern world out there <laughs> but yeah it just it was weird because I remember like a couple of days before leaving, I went to church and I hadn't like, I think grasped it fully like that I can get sick because I think I had that same mentality as like every other teenager. Uni yeah, university student, like only old people or like unhealthy people. But are... also that's what they were communicating. Like that's what they were telling us. You know, like obviously anyone could get sick, but it was like the people the highest highest risk that are mo more likely to get sick are elders. And I think in the beginning they said like babies too. Yeah, I think so. And so it wasn't like I feel like that that was maybe the wrong thing to say at the beginning for like the seriousness the, of it and the youth i feel like yeah you're a teenager you're going to university you, you feel want invincible. to go out exactly so i feel like that just reassured maybe not reassured but like gave them more like you know uh motivation to like not want to like yeah stay home so um our university our university sorry our church like a week before had sent out this whole list of like do's and don'ts with the virus and like a bunch of the don'ts were like do not like uh hug your friends don't like shake hands don't like share food and all of that and i remember just being like mm, okay mm -hmm. like this is so dumb and specifically i remember like the weekend i left like on a tuesday to go back home to mexico like the sunday that i went to church i was um in the welcoming committee at church and that was like basically just saying hi to people when they come in and like helping them to like sit down and pick a good seat so they can listen to the preacher and all that. Um, just being really helpful, you know, making everybody feel welcome. Um, but normally my thing with welcoming people, if they're my friends, is like hugging them and just like chatting with them and you know. And I remember like one of my friends being like, we really shouldn't be hugging. Like this is not good. Like we could be um just passing the virus around and stuff like that and i just wasn't taking it seriously until the end of like the service when we were like taking prayer requests and just like updating the congregation on all of that and the pastor said um i don't know remember if it was a pastor but somebody said like we need to pray for one of our um congregation members because she's in the or she or he i don't remember but somebody was in the hospital because of the virus and i was like what like it's actually like real it's actually happening and i remember just like rethinking my life choices from moments before of like oh my god i just hugged like everyone in here and like i was like giving coffee to everyone and like just being like okay i'm like stressed right now um but yeah like after that i just locked myself at home and that same sunday the university finally sent out an email and said like 
we're closing that in the university, like nobody's gonna go to campus anymore, like everything's closing down. And literally the city was dead and that was like really scary because if you know a university city, the moment you take out the university factor of it, it's just, it's a dead city. So like, yeah. Wow, wow, well, West movies. Yeah, honestly. So <laughs> yeah, the, the, the weed. tumbleweed. Yeah, just like, honestly. It was... The weed. You just saw the weed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just like, ugh. Yeah, it was horrible. And like, on the Tuesday that I left, Everybody in the airport was, like, either really paranoid and wearing, like, those really weird, like, DIY, <laughs> like, COVID... Hazmat suits. <laughs> yeah, that everybody made. Or just, like, really not caring. And I remember I tried not to panic because, like, I had nothing. Like, I hadn't found any of the masks or anything. But I was, like, trying to keep my distance. I had, like, a big-ass tub of, like, um, gel. Gel. Which I knew I couldn't take in, because you can't take liquids in, but I knew the moment I went in, I was going to go to duty-free and get, like, another one. And I would just, like, clean everywhere. Like, <laughs> I would sit down, and if I ate something, I would, like, mega clean the, the, the space. And when I sat down on the on the airplane, I, like, cleaned my, my armrest and everything. But it didn't help for shit, because I... Sorry, for anything. Because I ended up next to, like a family and the girl like the teen that was next to me she used me as a pillow and slobbered all over my shoulder and I remember just telling mom like I'm probably sick <laughs> and actually when I came back the first like for 15 days I made my parents just not like touch me <laughs> yeah it really didn't work but like she kind of ish half-assed uh, I didn't half-ass like I told them multiple times not to touch well, me well yeah but in the end of the day like you had to come down to eat like we weren't well yeah know, so but, yeah, that was when, like, things, I think, like, things here still literally weren't that bad, but that's no, what I'm saying. No, they it weren't. Took, it took, I think, like, me and my sister, more, mostly me, I remember in the beginning, I was taking it a little more seriously, like, I started to panic a little bit more. Not really panic, because I'm not the kind of person to panic, but, um, <laughs> like, definitely being, like, don't go outside, and for me, it wasn't, like, yes, like, I was concerned for my parents, but... Because we honestly don't like boomers, my guys. Like honestly, yeah. But I felt bad, and for me, that like, yes, we're lucky enough that we can go out, and maybe they don't have to worry about it. But the other people, you know, who who do have to go out, like, um, oh yeah, like, and it was doctors and nurses, but like, constant prayer for them at that time. Yeah, and but I was also thinking of like the elders that like live alone because Mm -hmm. just like we don't have the best stability at all here in Mexico. Economically speaking. And anything speaking. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, in my eyes, I was like, I don't know. For me, it just feels incredibly selfish to be going out constantly because at the beginning, honestly, my parents, they Didn't were going out way more than they should have. Not like super constantly, but they were going out way more than they should have. And it they wasn't even like to the like grocery a store. And like they were going out for lunch. They were going out for like just shopping in general. They wanted to go to the cinema. They wanted to go just literally in irrelevant places that we really didn't need to be going no. to. And so... And they they would get angry with us because we didn't want to go out with them. Yeah. And I was like, and, like that annoyed insist. me. But then I remember there was a point where, like, Pamela also got sick of staying home. She's like, oh, come on, let's just go here. Let's go there. And then I was like, I don't know. I don't... I don't... I don't know. I remember I, I definitely... Maybe it has to do with the fact that in general I don't like going out. I never did oh, like wow. going out. I was very much a stay-at-home kind of person. 
and so it was easier for me in that sense but like um I don't know for me it was like I still think that like I we started going out more and I think we're in a better place to be going out more at least we're vaccinated still, you know yeah even though there's still like um, people getting sick and everything and our government's doing uh yeah poor job but like, I think that the for truth. me for to finally be going out again it took for me like realizing like how just staying in was really impacting on mental health and like having to you know just seeing your friends or just literally taking a breath of fresh air being somewhere else because yeah i got to a point where you were sick of being in your own room sick of being with the same yeah. people and like, for me it like hit a lot because i had like i literally got into such a bad depression when i came back because like i lived alone and not just alone i lived in a city where everything i did I did it in the open. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to the Netherlands, but, like, everything is, like, there's no malls. Like, everything you do is, like, outdoors. Like, everything. And I remember just, like, going from that to here just being, like, oh, this sucks. Like, I'm so, like, claustrophobic all the time. Like, we can't do anything. Like, I totally got it. Like, I got that it was for my safety. I got that, like, I couldn't go out. But it was, like, the fact that we were indoors all the time added to the fact that now I was, like again living with my parents and like I couldn't go out whenever I wanted and I couldn't do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted and like it was like a lot (laughs) I just remember feeling like oh my god I feel like like I've gone I've regressed in time and like it just just wasn't it and yeah like I think the moment that I saw an opportunity to go out I was like yes please because I just really wasn't in a good place I think it like everyone in the pandemic we all had we all like had a lot of self-discovery because we had a lot of time with ourselves, but for, like, me, it just wasn't it. Like, it was, like, hit after hit, and, like, everyone went through a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we all went through... Our personal challenges. Yeah, and, like, a trauma, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we, all of us who lived in the pandemic had mm-hmm. a really huge trauma to live through. Yeah, I think it was interesting as to how different it impacted, like, different ages yeah genders like different uh like hierarchy statuses like yeah everyone was hit in a different way personally which was uh, Mm um like it's really interesting to talk about now but at the beginning like it was was like mad scary it was it literally felt like you were alone, alone because you were locked with people or maybe even alone but at the same time like you were dealing with your own personal like uh, like for Crisis. Pamela, she's like she couldn't go to university and she had lost her freedom. And for me, it was like uh, she didn't do the graduation. The like, how am I gonna finish high school? Yeah. My IB. Um, and then like also, I had finally broken some barriers with my social anxiety. And then <laughs> crap, like now we're going back to being locked up. So like, I think yeah. everyone dealt with their with their own thing. And that's what I'm saying. Like now, and I priorities are different too because I I, I saw that like for you like finishing high school was really important but for me I was like yes of course I have to finish uni but like that was like very low (laughs) in like my stand in my like priorities of things like first it was like okay our health like first of all like our health and then like our safety and then also being like I need to like knowing myself being like I need to be okay mentally because I feel like this is gonna be like really bad for me Mm -hmm. and like the things that for me I think like I I definitely took that and I was like okay maybe like school seems minimal right now but uh, I think it was, like, a given, and it was, like, a fact that 
as much as it is impacting me right now and it's impacting everyone, like eventually uh, people are going to keep moving and they're not going to wait for you. And they're not going to wait for you to be like, okay, to like finish high school or finish this or finish that. So I was like, I might as well keep up and I might as well keep trying to do things because otherwise like it's just going to be like, it's all going to catch up to me Mm -hmm. and it's going to be worse. So like, I think that was my thought behind it. I was like, like the world might have, it might feel like it's paused. It literally might feel like... It kind um, of did feel like yeah, that. Yeah, and I was like, it might days. feel like that. But at the same time, like, in the background, things are still moving. And there's going to be a point where, like, they're going to put play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that you're going to have the time to catch up with it, too. So I was like, okay, so I'm just going to try to keep going, even though I'm in a different setting or circumstance, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that was, like, my... My worry that, like, you know, was, like, uh, as much as, like, things have changed and we're locked up, like, I still have to keep going. Like, I still have to finish high school. I still have to do my work. I still have to, like, keep doing what I was doing just, like, in a different setting and while dealing with something else now, so. Yeah. It was, like, crazy, but we got over it, and I think, like, now I can look back and see the good things that I was able to, Yeah, like, they come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's like don't ignore the fact that you went through something that you went through a trauma and that yeah you you had to deal with things and that you did have like and there also were like, some negatives that came from it too you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and, so. but also like astrid astrid said like we like it sounds like a lot that we went through but in the eyes of like a bunch of other people like it was minimal yeah like honestly my parents didn't lose their job like my dad didn't lose his job we didn't lose anybody that was like super close to our family so we didn't like super feel it we did lose family members and stuff but we didn't like wait and family members got sick and stuff but i think that was like in the end that all helped not only us but a lot of our close family members to like realize how much it was important for us to like stay safe and stay like don't take things for granted and to like not forget yeah not to forget that like uh even though you feel invincible that it can't happen to you like it still does like our aunt got sick, and for a while, we thought, like, she wasn't going to get better. It was touching go with her, guys. Yeah, it was really scary. And so, um, I think that was a process that maybe our family had to go through to understand yeah. that, like, this literally can happen to anyone. Uh, but at the same time, in the end of the day, thankfully, and thank God, she was okay, and she got yeah. over it, and... Our grandparents and our aunt Yeah, our grandparents got sick. got sick twice. Like, it was... Actually, our aunt as well got sick twice. Yeah. Uh, we actually don't know if we got sick. We think we did, but, but it like, didn't hit with us. with the vaccine, so it wasn't like that. Yeah. that. And it was very, like, like it felt more like the flu than yeah. anything. So it honestly, yeah. we got the better end of it, Yeah. like, c- considering everything. But at the same time, like, this is not saying to anyone to, like, minimize what you felt and to minimize no, what no, you went through. No, 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 because obviously, like, a lot of people went through a lot, like, yeah. um, getting fired, like, having to move back yeah. in with your parents, so like, don't all don't diminish your efforts and what you went through because that's still what happened to you and you still have to Pain is that, pain you know? and, you know. Yeah, but, like, I think we were in a good place. I think mentally, like, I was able to get through to a much better place mentally than than whatever you know we'll never know what could have happened if we didn't have covid but it doesn't exist so there's yeah, no, no point in thinking about it yeah but no. i mean slowly we're, we're over it like right now I and think. i'm like hoping like honestly i'm hoping a lot of good change comes with whatever the new world's gonna be mm-hmm. like because i feel like a lot of like mental health improvements have happened since the pandemic started like 
we were already on that route, but I think it really pushed through. And, like, I think it would be great in the future if we started talking more, mm -hmm. you know, openly about that. And mm -hmm. I think it would be so good, like, if our generation kept that up and our kids could, mm -hmm. like, just be honest and mm -hmm. express like that. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's it. Just, I mean, you know, one last thing to add is that I think it's also important to remember that, like, COVID isn't over. Like, some countries... Well, in some countries, it's not. Because, no, some countries are better than others, but it, it really isn't, like, fully over. You know, every once in a while, you get a... Spike. Yeah, a rebrote. <laughs> but, yeah, a spike of, of a case or cases. Yeah. And in our case, like, here in Mexico, like, the government still isn't giving us the right numbers. And no. so we think it's something very minimal when it really still is. And there's still countries that are very, I mean, uh, towns and cities that are very greatly affected here in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just important to, to like consider that just it's still there, yourself. you know, yes, you'll keep being safe. You know, I think we learned a lot of things about like, of like health in general and like yeah. sanitation from it. So just stay safe basically. And yeah, yeah just take care of yourself. That's it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, thank Let you for sticking around. Let us know what your experience was like as well. If you want to message us on Instagram, my Instagram as is at Astrid Moreno with a double I. And then on TikTok, we're at Chubby Chats or at Astrid underscore Moreno F1 with a double I as well. And, and you can YouTube, find me on YouTube, Pamela Moera, M-O-E-R-A. Or comment on our YouTube as well, Chubby Chats. Yeah. Um, and then you can yeah you can tell us how your experience was like or if you want us to talk about anything else you can let us know and i hope you guys enjoyed it and the next episode's gonna be about formula one so if you're a formula one fan uh you Don't should join know. us we're gonna talk about the british turn Grand on the Prix. notifications so that you can be notified when it drops so anyways have a happy race weekend again guys <laughs> amazing amazing it's incredible and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.